Hi everyone, welcome to the Church Explained podcast. This is our bite-sized edition and we're going to revisit a conversation we had with our lead pastor right here at Icon Church with Paul Benger back last year. And we chatted with Paul around this subject where he spoke into every leader has their levers. That means people who leave you, not a lever. Or, or a lever, as some would say in America, but every leader has their levers, people who will leave them. And uh, in this conversation today, we chat with Paul around this idea of how should we respond when people leave? You know, how should we respond when people leave the church? How should we respond when people leave your team? How should we respond when people leave. And I think the principles that Paul shares speaks right into all those different contexts. So I want you to get ready, listen, learn, and be inspired. And we want to say thank you to Paul Benji for his wonderful insights on this topic. Enjoy. I think it was an American statistic, even around uh, the COVID season, that uh, so many pastors, I can't remember what it was. It was seven six, out of seven ten. out of 10 pastors were looking for a new job uh, because of this feeling of discouragement, disappointment. And, uh, you know, even just linking it to this is that many pastors have felt using the term ghosted yeah because they've not been able to see the church they don't know if they've been connecting online are they coming back are they coming back they may have had some people who leave and they might be feeling and you might be listening watching this you might be feeling in that way but you shared some great things on okay so we might often respond like this we're probably gonna feel this yeah we're gonna be in this place but here's how we should respond yeah i wondered if you'd just touch on some of those things yeah and and i'm not sharing that in the sense of this is how we do respond but we shouldn't yeah no we do respond like this Mm. but here's how we respond in that moment when we when we feel these things when it happened i Mm. mean i guess the first thing for me is you always fall back on the promises Mm. fall back on the promises of god and or trust the word of God. You know, Jesus said, I will build my church. And yeah. for all all the time that I've been leading Icon Church, that, that promise, I like, there's not a week goes by without I'm not calling on God, mm. reminding him yeah. of his promise. It doesn't need reminding, but I, I need to yeah, remind yeah, him. Yeah, Do you know what I mean? Yeah. I need to say, I'm trusting that yeah. promise. Yeah. You will build your church. That's where I'm putting my trust today. And it's, um, it sounds simple, that, doesn't it? And the idea of, yeah. you know, we we say about his, it's his church. Yeah. But actually, that is a liberating thing when yeah. leaders sit back. And you use that word overshadow. Yeah. The situation can overshadow, but just falling back on the promise again the shadow is the dark you know darkness it brings back into light yeah here's the promise lifts the clouds so to speak doesn't it we want to use that language yeah and i've had moments where i've thought as let's think of how bad this could get Mm. (laughs) jesus will still build his church yeah i don't want it to get bad i don't want to feel more discouraged i don't (laughs) want to i want to don't i don't want to delve deeper into the abyss yeah but jesus will still build his church and i trust that and i trust his word and and i think just drawing that out a little bit paul is the fact that's what we've experienced hasn't it like in this season Mm. of covid i know we don't want to talk about that today but in reality like the church is still growing Mm. Yeah, this church is still moving. People yeah. are still becoming Christians. Yeah, so all that still happened in one of the worst, I suppose, times yeah. that we've been aware yeah. of in our in our world globally. Mm. And if that's 
one of the worst times and the church is still moving forward and yeah. still being built, mm. then that's a good way to yeah. have a bit of perspective, really. Yeah, and I think of that promise in the context of church, but I also think about the verse where it says that the one who calls you is faithful. Yeah. Because I think there'll be leaders listening to this, yeah. and maybe they're not leaders in a church context, but they lead a business. And they go through the same same thing. Maybe they've mm. invested. I know, you know, when, when I was in the, the business world, we talked a lot about investing in people, people yeah. through mm. training, but then being afraid that they'd leave and join a competitor. That happens. Mm. But actually, I think if you're a Christian leader, you can say the one who's called you to this position is faithful. Yeah. And uh, and so I think that's that's even in that moment where you feel discouraged, betrayed, however you feel, you actually can lean in on the promise of God. You can fall back on that. Yeah. So what what else did you share on on that day with yeah. the staff? Because you talked about the promise. Yeah. There's another couple of things that I thought were very important and very helpful mm. for the staff and team yeah. really. I mean big thing that's been very helpful to me is to measure your ministry or to measure your work if we're thinking outside of church, mm. measure your ministry in the people who are with you. Yeah, just like Jesus, you know, the, he, he had his he had his core, he had his he had his twelve, he had his seventy, eighty or so, his five hundred, and then mm. the crowds, the thousands. I think Jesus was measuring his ministry in those who were closest to him, those who were with him, mm. those who'd given up to follow him, and I think we should do that too. That actually, there will be people who are. Uh, just just on the fringe of things, but to measure what what you're sharing, what your uh, what your your anointing is in those who are closest with you. It's not a phrase that I invented. Measure your ministry in those who are with you. I think I heard it about thirty, twenty five, thirty years ago from a man called Gerald Coates, mm. and uh, it never left me. And it's always been helpful. So you know, again, at times I've had to shift my focus where my focus has been on what's been maybe negative or overshadowing, I've been able to think about this person or this family that I can just see thriving and just say, that's what God, I can see what God is doing. Put my focus back mm. on what God's doing. Do, do you think, uh, I'm just thinking about this because um, I'm wondering whether we need to reframe what success looks like mm. in our own eyes rather than you know because every leader has their levers and you know church life can be up and down yeah. here there and everywhere i wonder if actually for ourselves we have to reframe mm. success in the fact of measuring it by those who are with you yeah what's their journey looking like where are where are they going what's their discipleship journey looking like what's their leadership journey yeah. looking like where are they at rather than you know, focusing on, you know, all that fringe stuff. Yeah. That that kind of stuff. I wonder if that'd be important. Yeah, well another phrase, again, someone said it. I think I heard it first from um I believe it was Francois Van Niekerk, <coughs> uh, from who was a pastor in South Africa at the time. Mm -hmm. And he said success is having successes. It's the same idea, mm -hmm. really. The, and when you think of Jesus, you know, he called 12 he called those he wanted mm. that 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 12 was probably most of the time around 70 people who were hanging around jesus and his ministry particularly when he was in the region of capernaum um but jesus could attract crowds of fifteen thousand. but mm. he, he ministered. without social media <laughs> yeah <laughs> he ministered to them mm. yeah but he was inputting into the 12 and when it comes to post-resurrection 
that crowd is 120. It's not 500. It's not 15,000. No. It's 120. When it mm. comes to the day of Pentecost, 10 days later, it's just around 120. It's 120 mm. people. And so, uh, you know, we our churches may have hundreds of people. Mm. They may not be, whatever size. But there'll be people who are receiving Very and good. responding yeah. to what God is doing. Yeah. And that's where you measure. Success I, is having successes. And I, I wonder, just picking up what Nathan was saying there about this idea of measuring your success, because that's that's a big thing for yeah, me. There yeah. isn't really, yeah. uh, especially if there's a bit of shift and a bit of change in, in yeah. church and people come and people mm. go. And I suppose we've got to be realistic in the sense, like even with Jesus, um, not only did the, the crowd leave him when he gave him that challenge, but when we get to the cross, of course, yeah. most of the disciples were running as yeah, well, weren't yeah, they? Yeah. And ru- running the opposite direction. Yeah, especially Peter. Especially yeah. Peter. So I, I think it's even going beyond that, that that confidence has got to be in who we are in God, yeah, yeah. not just on how, how are those around mm. me doing. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I, I think that's the next step yeah, up. Yeah. But if you it can't is. get the first bit of... Who, who who am I and what's God doing in my life, then the diff- the second part doesn't really make sense, I don't think. Yeah, no, 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 good. You you mentioned, obviously, uh, things for us to do in, in terms of, like, responding, mm. um, you know, to some of that discouragement, falling back on the promise, how we measure. But what about with those people? Because um, you, you talked about, obviously, there's a discipleship issue, but also for the leader, it's a discipleship yeah. issue as well. So how do you let people go? Yeah. Well, I think I think also you've got to let people go with grace, mm. um, you know, wherever you can. And sometimes that's a, like you say, it's a discipleship mm. issue for you as a leader. Mm. You've got to fight. Sometimes you want yeah. to argue. Mm. Um, sometimes you want to tell everybody. Sometimes <laughs> you want to make an announcement in the church. Yeah. Do you know this person? Do you know? Um, has done these five things against yeah. me. Yeah, that's the challenge, isn't it, for leaders? Really, uh, you know what? That, you can't let people know. That's that you, no, you can't no. tell. And and we've we've always tried, Jeannie and myself, and and the other leaders here at Icon Church. We've always tried to protect people, even people who were doing us harm. We've mm. sought to protect them. We've never gone public, and we could have gone public. And uh, you know, I I. I could bring a stack of emails <laughs> and and read them out. That's a very large stack, though. Oh, yeah. Seriously, and I could. And that's just a, last week, isn't it? <laughs> I could get the sympathy of the, but we have always said we won't do that. Mm. We'll let people go with grace. We'll be we'll be gracious. We'll forgive, mm. because that's a discipleship issue for the leader mm. to yeah, forgive. Um, but you know, just like when you forgive an abuser. Yeah, yeah, you don't mm. submit yourself to the abuse, and mm. the same is true in church. When somebody wants to do the church harm, the leaders have to protect the church mm. from that, but they also have to forgive forgive the person. So you let uh, you let people go with grace, and you also because you're relying on the promise. You look for the new, great, and you look f- for the next, and you look for the upgrade. Mm. I've always prayed that and believed believed that not that people are a commodity they're not but that in god's heart he wants you to keep going forward yeah and so Mm. if if you've lost something that matters if you've lost something that um you know was useful was helpful and working with you i think god has got a plan to to not just replace that but actually to take it 
to another level. Mm-hmm. And uh, Jesus said that, I think, to his disciples when he said, yeah. you know, the disciples said, we've left all this stuff. <laughs> and Jesus said, hey, let me tell you, in this life you'll receive a hundred times more yeah. than what you think you've lost. That's great. So this is my kind of last thing yeah, is yeah. you look for the new, you look for the next, you look for the upgrade. Yeah. Well, that's it for this episode. And it's been great to chat around uh, this topic. Every leader has their levers. And uh, if this helped you, then uh, please get in touch. Let us know. Uh, You can find on icon.church forward slash open PDF of those notes from that staff meeting, as well as you'll be able to find all the show notes for the Church Explained podcast. Let me encourage you to rate, review, subscribe, do whatever, wherever you're consuming this content. And please share this. Maybe this will help a a church leader. Maybe you've been having a conversation with someone even around this subject and uh, this would help them. Then please share it. And we look forward to seeing you next time on the Church Explained podcast.